made a promise to yourself or another person? Maybe you made a vow to love and honor your spouse when you were married. Are you promised to be the best mom or dad ever? Or maybe you promised God you would never fall away from your relationship with Him. How are you doing at keeping your promises? It's a fact. We don't always keep our promises, but God does. Today we'll discuss God's promises for families. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this program. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for the program today. I'm in the studio by myself and our theme for our fall benefit dinner is God's promises for family. So I decided this would be a good time to share some of those promises of God. Uh, I'm going to start again with just a couple of the questions that I ask at the beginning. Think about a promise that you've made in the past. Marriage vows to love and honor your spouse. My husband and I have been married 46 years, uh, and uh, it's been sometimes a stormy time, but uh, we work hard at that marriage. My parents, who are now both with the Lord, were married 57 years before my mother passed away. We remember them, Joe and Eunice Shaneberger, for their love for each other and their love for our family. What a blessing it is to have good parents. But sometimes marriages end in divorce. The vows are not kept. The promises are broken. Maybe you promise to be a great mom or dad and never yell at your children like your parents yelled at you. How are you doing with this promise? Not so good, huh? It's difficult to be a great mom and dad. And we realize that living our faith at home is the most difficult place in the world to do it. And so we ask for forgiveness every day. Maybe you promised that you would be a best friend forever with someone, but sometimes friends fail us, fights happen, our people just move and relationships wither and die. We promise God that we will never forsake him, but life happens. Maybe God gets put on a back burner. We just don't always keep our promises. We sin against each other and we sin against God. But God, thankfully, keeps his promises to us. He's made many promises in his word. I want to just share today just a few of the things that God has promised us in his word. And I could have kept going on these, but I finally thought, well, okay, this is plenty. So this is our verse, our theme verse for our benefit dinner this fall. And it comes from Acts 2, 38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Uh, how does that verse relate to you and your family? Acts 2.38, it's a great verse, talks about forgiveness, talks about receiving the Holy Spirit, and that that promise is for you and your children. So I thought it was an appropriate verse for us, for our dinner, uh, God's promises for families. 
I want to share more about some of the other promises from God's word, and I'll just have a few comments as I go along. I'm starting in the Old Testament. Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush, crush your head, and you will strike his heel. That's one of the first prophecies from the Old Testament that God told us he would send a savior and he did. Uh, there are many prophecies from the Old Testament that will ful were fulfilled in the New Testament. That is always mentioned as one of the first because it's real early in Genesis. And uh, God keeps his promises. Another Old Testament verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Well, sometimes we look around at our lives and we think, where's God? But to some extent, sometimes we're going away from God. I remember my son, Kevin, one time when I was doing a presentation on Wicca or witchcraft, telling me God has set these rules for us, the Ten Commandments, so that if we try, at least strive to keep them, it, it, we're not going to venture into really dangerous areas where Satan can attack us. And um, he said, it's like being on a chain when you have a, a dog and, and the dog, the ferocious dog can only go so far. And if we stay within the area that God has given us, will be safe. And the plan that he has for us will be able to come to fruition. So God wants us to, um, to do the work that he has given us to do. He wants us to, to keep those 10 commandments. Obviously we can't always, but if we ask for forgiveness, he does give us a future and a hope. And of course, that hope that God, God gives us is so important. We need to have hope in today's world. I was at a Lutheran Hour Ministries Board of Directors meeting um, uh, last week, and the topic of hope came up, that people today need hope. And many of them just feel so hopeless, and yet our God gives us hope. I also, on our Facebook, uh, asked people to share a promise that was special to them. And here's what Karen said. She responded. She said, Isaiah 41.10, and it reads, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And she went on to say, the Lord gave me this verse back in 1989 when I was going through some serious medical problems. This verse still helps me today. So God's word can give us peace and hope as we look at it. So I just wanted to mention that. And uh, Jenna, and then I, now I'm going to kind of transition to the New Testament, uh, although I could have continued talking about many promises of God from the Old Testament. In Galatians 4, it says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. 
um, just a comment. When when God's word talks about sons, he's not saying this is only for men or these are only for boys. Uh, He's talking about all human beings. Sons means everyone. Mankind means everyone. Men, women, children, young and old. Um, and, And I just want to mention that God has made you an heir. We are no longer slaves. And that's not talking about, um, uh, you know, the slaves from the Civil War, but but that we are his sons. We're not just servants. We are his sons and daughters. And of course, John 3.16, I know you're going to know this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that's that special begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Again, from John 3.16, God has promises, you, you has promised you and me eternal life with him in heaven. Praise God for that promise. And uh, God keeps his promises. Remember that. He doesn't promise things that won't happen. Uh, but he does want us to have faith. You know, one of the things that we say often on this program is that when Jesus suffered and died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, the sins of the whole world were taken upon him. All people today can have eternal life. It's a free gift, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us. It's not dependent on what we do, but we must place our faith in Jesus Christ to have that forgiveness. Some people reject the gift and the promises of God. Some people have never heard it, so that's one of the reasons we want to proclaim the law and gospel on this program. We want people to know what God has done for for them through his son, Jesus Christ. Let me go on. Uh, Romans 5, 6, and 8 is another promise of God. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still while we were still sinners, God died for us. Romans five, six and eight. So my my comment to you is you don't have to clean up your life first before you place your faith in Christ. You hear the law that you're a sinner. You hear the gospel that Jesus Christ loved you and suffered and died for you. Your sins were laid upon him on that cross. And as you hear that, the Holy Spirit gives you faith. And when you have that faith, uh, you have eternal life as a gift. God will mold you into the person he desires you to be. It's just a great promise of God. And then uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 29, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I know some of you that are listening feel like you're very weary and burdened and you need God's rest. So remember that God promises us peace, hope, and that if we're weary and burdened, knowing him 
having a relationship with him, knowing what he's done for the, for him, for you, can give you his peace and his rest. And then Romans eight thirty seven to 39, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of Christ, the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So isn't that a great thing? You know, God is going to always be with us. My husband was called uh, just yesterday to help a neighbor across the street. He's 87 years old. His wife has been very ill. And now Bud had fallen and couldn't get up. So he, he calls my husband a lot to help him. Uh, my husband is retired. And uh, he said, I've got to go over and help Bud. And uh, and he did. He went over there and helped him. And he helped him in and uh, called um, uh, the, his children. And they live kind of far away. So it was challenging. Um, but, you know, as we talk to people that are ending their going toward the end of their life as Bud and and his wife are. Uh, it's it's a great time to talk about our faith in Christ and what we look forward to because Bud was telling Chad that he was going in for uh, um, more tumors on his brain and it does not sound good, but um, we had a t- he had a time to share his faith in Christ with him. And we do that many times. Nothing can separate us from God's love, that verse says. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. God walks with us no matter where we are. And another verse, John fourteen twenty seven. 27, uh, it's Jesus, these are Jesus' words. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus tells us he gives peace. This is a peace that passes all understanding. This isn't peace like the wars are going to end. It's an internal peace that we can have when we know our Savior. No peace and O. I'm sorry, no Christ, and oh, no Christ, no peace. This is a phrase I like and use often when I'm speaking. No Christ, K-N-O-W, no peace. Let me repeat that. N-O, no Christ, N-O, no peace. K-N-O-W, no Christ, K-N-O-W, no peace. Um, This is one reason why Family Shield's mission statement says we want people to know Christ. So, uh, and it's so true. No, if we don't know Christ, we have no peace. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's God's promise. What a great, let me read that again. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10 verse 9. A great promise of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And then uh, in Revelations twenty two twenty, 20, 
He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. I don't know if all of you know this prayer, but I know in our Lutheran circles we have a table prayer that we say, Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. And a lot of times people don't know that comes right out of Revelations. Uh, again, let me read it. Yes, I'm coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Revelations 22:20. 20. So when we pray that, we are actually asking the Lord to come quickly because of our faith in Christ. God has promised us eternal life. Jesus promised he would rise from the dead, and he did. And because he did, we too will go to be with him in heaven and spend eternity with him. Great promises of God from his word. I want to make a few announcements, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about Family Shield. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836, and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. But sometimes uh, people don't really know what Family Shield does. So again, I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, the, the ministry grew out of my work in evangelism as a volunteer at a, a Lutheran congregation in St. Louis from 1981 to 1994, when we finally became a organization, a 501c3 organization. But uh, uh, we are self-supporting and self-governing. I want to take this time to thank our board of directors, Reverend Roger Sonnenberg, who is the chairman, Dr. David Vaughn, <clears throat> Dan Lehman, 
Jens Sorensen, Reverend Kevin Biltman, and Corrine Jander. Uh, they are the ones that are legally responsible for the organization and help me make wise decisions related to all that we do. I've already mentioned our mission statement. I just want to mention our vision statement to be an innovative, collaborative leader in family ministry and evangelism, working with gospel-focused partners. We will impact the world for Christ and transform lives in time for eternity. Basically, that's saying we want people to know Christ and be confident of their eternal life because of what Jesus Christ has done for them. Uh, we have numerous goals. Um, I'm going to skip over those just to talk a little bit about other parts of our ministry. You already know this radio ministry, so I'm not going to talk about that. We do educational programs. Uh, family life ministry, seminars and workshops, consultations with congregations. One of our uh, seminars is Using God's Shield. It's a six-hour seminar helping parents uh, understand the importance of family ministry, helping them learn how to do fun family devotions in the home. And then the last part is about spiritual warfare, uh, because families need to be forewarned that Satan is out there working really hard to destroy your family, and you need to know uh, what God's Word says about this so that we use the Word of word of God as the shield and the shield of faith and prayer. Uh, we also do seminars on witnessing. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to give away three of my books, Witnessing a Lifestyle. I was doing that seminar for many years before we ever produced that book. We usually use the book in partnership with the six-hour seminar on that same topic. Here is something someone said after they attended that. I was always afraid to witness, but after attending the Witnessing a Lifestyle seminar, I found it wasn't really as difficult as I thought. I just needed to pray and ask the Lord to open doors instead of forcing people, uh, myself on people, or forcing God's word down people's throats when they weren't really ready. So we encourage you to find simple ways to uh, open and close doors and not be pushy or, or, or too... Um, Sometimes Christians can be so bold that they actually offend people. Um, uh, so again, uh, that book that we're going to be giving away has four segments. Each have numerous chapters in them. Witnessing Basics talks about the importance of prayer. Uh, witnessing in the home. We believe that the first place you should go in the Great Commission is into your home and uh, share your faith with your spouse, with your extended family, with your children, your youth. Sometimes people forget that part of the going. And then another chapter is witnessing during holidays. Again, a lot of times that's intergenerational with family and friends. And then the last is witnessing in the community. Those are just the segments in the book. Uh, there are chapters in each of those segments as well. So we've talked a little bit about the family life ministry, educational programs, the learning to witness. We also have a prayer ministry, very active uh, prayer warriors. And I brought a whole bunch of prayers that I was going to bring along. I think each year we receive about 600 prayer requests. Uh, we, we do prayer uh, we, we do prayer seminars, uh, but we gather our prayer partners together every other month uh, to to pray for these prayer requests. 
Uh, we also have prayer requests at the office and uh, through our board meetings, but we, we take this seriously. I was just pulling apart a prayer chain that I had put together at an exhibit. Uh, it's an activity we help parents learn to, to use in devotions where they make a physical prayer chain out of paper. And uh, I had asked people to write prayers down, and, and I was taking that prayer chain apart because I promised them that we would be praying for each of those prayer requests, and that's what we were doing this morning. In a couple weeks, I'm going to be featuring our counter-cult ministry on the program, so I'm not going to talk a lot about that right now, but we do uh, uh, feature a guest on Witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons a lot during the radio program, but we also follow up with family members and friends of witnesses and and Mormons that need help. Uh, We have volunteers, uh, what we call volunteer counter-cult ministry uh, leaders that, that help in that area. My book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, is available. We also give away about 25 tracts. Half of them are on witnessing to Mormons. The other half are on witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. And anyone that calls us, we will send those out at no cost. We purchase those and we give them away. That's part of our ministry. And we try to help people cope and also learn how to witness to Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. Certainly on the program, sometimes we're going to talk about other topics. You know, we've had people on Muslims, other religions, Wicca, but but in general, we specialize in witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and helping their loved ones that are trying to cope, maybe challenged in how to do that. I want to just read one of our prayer requests. Um, uh, many, many of them um, I'm sorry, not a prayer request, a story um, that uh, um, one of the people uh, shared. Thanks, Kay, for connecting my wife and I to a Christian counselor and for praying for my son. As I shared, he is depressed and has talked about suicide, and he no longer goes to church. Since, Since he's our only child, we know we need prayers and help. May God continue to bless your outreach into the community through the radio program and the important follow-up that you do to connect families to needed resources. Certainly that's one of our major thrusts that sometimes people that listen to the program don't know, and that is that we do take seriously the follow-up that we can do with those that contact us. Sometimes they're Christians, Sometimes they're unchurched people that are calling us asking for help. We need to pray for them. We need your support to continue to help us as we work to uh, touch them with the gospel and, uh, and, and build a trusting relationship with them. My time is almost up. I just have one more uh, story I want to read. Um, I learned a lot on your recent program on dealing with depression. I struggle with this every day. The program helped. Thank you. And that's from Bernie. Bernie is a regular listener and a supporter of Family Shield Ministries. been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families.
how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.